welcome in lacrosse fans to the sixth episode of the Utah Lacrosse Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Haslam, current sports information director for the Utah men's lacrosse team. The team is fresh off the heels of a 2-0 road trip to the Lone Star State. Last Thursday, the Utes faced the Texas Longhorns and came out on top, 19-5. Here are head coach Brian Holman's thoughts from the game. Uh, it was another impressive win uh, by the scorebook. How did you how did you feel about it, though? Where does this rank out of the four games so far? Uh I'm not sure about the ranking part of it, but I, I think I think we did some really really good things, but we also did some sloppy things. So, you know, uh, I, I I think I think when we pay with a lot of pace like we did, there are going to be times when we turn the ball over. But I think some of it was mental. You know, we we we, we failed to clear three or four times there in the third quarter, and that's not acceptable. We, 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 we dropped the ball on some fast breaks because we were tr- trying to play one step ahead instead of looking the ball on our stick. So all in all, I thought it was a, a really great team win. We played almost everybody, if not everybody, on the team, which is always great. And But the bottom line is we played really, really hard, mm-hmm. and, and we were very relentless on, on ground balls, which is what we talked about yeah. leading up to this game. So from that perspective, Tim, the kids did exactly what we asked. Sure. Yeah. Uh, SMU on Saturday. What are what are you hoping to gain? What you know? What's the next step for this team? It's that's it. It's the next step. You know, how do we handle you know a game, a tough opponent here? We got to travel four hours and go to Dallas, and and how do we handle you know that Saturday? How do we prepare? Do we do we step on the field and you know how do we recover you know with our body? So all those things matter, and and so that is the next step. Really, it doesn't matter about the opponent. Sure. It's a matter about our preparation. And, and how do we move forward and get better at some of those things that we didn't do really well tonight. And that'll be the emphasis tomorrow. We'll be talking about some things that we really want to clean up. So if we keep the energy, we keep the relentless activity on ground balls, we keep the passion going, now let's clean some of this stuff up. And we'll see how they respond. These guys have been good about accepting coaching and then trying to put it into play. Sure. So that's the fun part, right? Sure. So. What uh, what I'm not going to ask you what player you're proud of, but what what position group or or any anything particular stand out to you? No, I, I think the middle of the field. So 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 you know, and that's everybody. You know, we 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 rode the ball back. I don't know how many yeah. times. So that's the attack, right? We 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 our, our wing play and our midfield play in the middle of the field and our long pole play, and then our defense picking the ball up, clearing yeah. the ball, running and pushing. So it was the it was between the restraining lines, and that's what we told these guys before the game. This game was going to be won from box to box Mm -hmm. because that's how we lost last year and really you know we won 90% of the scrums this year last year we lost 90% of them so that's the difference on Saturday the team headed north to Dallas to face SMU the Utes handed the Mustangs a 24-2 loss every player saw playing time with several Utes registering their first points in Ute uniforms here are coach Holman's thoughts from after the game uh, big one today over SMU. Talk about uh, what stood out to you. Uh, again, I think I think our intent and our, our our focus. You know, those games aren't necessarily the easiest games in the world to, to play in. You go up early, six zip. I think we we're up ten to one at some point. And I think the guys did a really good job of of just continuing to try to play our lacrosse and and not play the scoreboard or not play the situation. So I, I was proud of them. Uh, talk about you know everyone getting playing time and then guys who you know just didn't get time but actually performed out there. Yeah, I mean that, that that's the, that's the whole thing, right? I mean it's a team effort for us, as you know. Uh, it's all about the team, and and 
you know, I think I think sometimes we, we, it gets lost a little bit, you know, guys that may not get on the field, you know, but, you know, a kid like Jacob Chang, and I, I don't like men mentioning individuals, but you know, he's our third faceoff guy, but he came in and did a wonderful job and sparks the bench. I was just, I just love the fact that our guys get so excited, and that's the way it should be. You know, he's just as valuable member of, of the team as, as the first guy that runs out there, right? And so I thought that was a good thing. Uh, looking ahead to, to Boise State, the next opponent, what uh, what are you going to maybe focus on in practice this week to, to get ready for that? Yeah, we, 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 you know, not necessarily worrying about too much about Boise State, but we, we, we came out of these two games clearly with some, you know, five to say ten things that we need to clean up if we want to continue on our path to, to you know, pushing forward and, and, and and being a high-level team. And then we also did some things that were really, really good. So we, w- we want to grow those things, and we want to clean up the things that, that might come back to haunt us down the road. If we do that this week, and we only get to practice two days, all right? I was just telling the captains, Gus, that, that you know, we only get two days. So, so we really have to be focused and, and intent in cleaning up some of that. And I think if we do that, then we'll be ready uh, for next Saturday. Our guest for today is junior midfielder and captain Aaron Felstead. Felstead hails from Alpine, Utah, which is about 35 miles south of campus. Felstead is by far the happiest player on the team and is literally always smiling. He is the epitome of a student of the game and is constantly studying plays or watching film. He's never shy to approach the coaches about a new play he's drawn up or to ask a question about a man-up play. He's also a lacrosse database. He can name obscure games and players from years ago. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the show, Aaron. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Tim? Oh, doing well. Just, uh, you know, another bright day in Salt Lake City. Snow is in the morning and then sunny at night. Yep. <laughs> I was walking uh, to my car downtown and uh, felt like a river down there because so, all the snow is melting. So it's good. We'll see uh, We'll see how it pans out, though. You a big skier? Uh, no. I used to go snowboarding when I was, like, in elementary school and middle school, but not so much lately. Yeah. Too busy uh, playing yeah. lacrosse, right? Yeah. <laughs> that can happen. Yep. Uh, let's dive into it. Uh, let's talk about the current team. You know, the, for, the format for this podcast is to talk about the current team and then kind of open it up into general lacrosse talk. Um, just coming home from a, a trip to Texas where we beat Texas 19 to 5 and SMU 24 to 2. What were some of the things that uh, you kind of took away from that trip? Um, for me and, and for as the team, we took away that um, we we're doing a lot of good things and a lot of things that we have to work on as well. Um, just simple things like stick work and clearing and riding and um, shooting. We have some work to do, but overall the effort and intensity um, amongst every player on the team is is awesome, and we're really excited about that moving forward. Uh, what was your favorite non-lacrosse part of the trip? Uh, favorite non-lacrosse part of the trip? Uh, Coach Holman shared a story of, of an interaction he had with the bus driver, and how much it meant to him that we made sure his bus was clean and said hi to him to Tony was his name and uh, got to know him and that was a really cool part of of the experience for me was just that we made his day and made him feel like part of the program for a day which was cool it was you know we shared that story and and uh, I was surprised but I wasn't because that's just kind of how coach Holman is right (laughs) Uh, he made the point that uh, it's important to just go out of your way to talk to people 
Um, you know, you think of a bus driver, probably not the most glamorous uh, job or position in the world, but someone who is, you know, they're still a person. And so to, yeah. to get out there and talk to them, I love that story too. Uh, looking uh, looking forward, uh, this, this Saturday is the first home game, uh, Boise State. The game is going to be played at Judge Memorial because uh, of the snow on the soccer field and then uh, McCarthy just wasn't going to work out, and so uh, the game will be a judge. Uh, what are we look? What are you looking forward to about maybe the first home game? Maybe not necessarily the opponent, but playing in front of the home fans. You know, playing in playing in the in the thin mountain air. Yeah, we we have the best fans in the in the MCLA and and in the country, I believe. Um, a lot of love from the Ute Nation, and uh, playing at Judge Memorial High School is an awesome view of the skyline in Salt Lake, and I'm excited for this game. Um, to get back a little bit at Boise State. They beat us last year, and it'll be good to come after them again this year. So I'm, I'm excited for this game t- this week. Yeah, Boise State, a great team. Uh, you know, like you said, uh, kind of surprised us last year. We weren't <laughs> quite paying attention. So I definitely think the, the, the guys who are coming back will uh, not let that happen again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's it like uh, being on this team um, in the sense of um, – you know, Coach Holman says his his big thing kind of in the Texas trip was, you know, we're not playing the scoreboard, we're we're just kind of playing our, our ourselves. What what advantages is it are there to kind of having that mentality? Um, it the advantage is there that it really doesn't matter on any day who we're playing as long as we're playing the Ute way, uh, which is fast and hard and tough and together and with extreme de- extreme awareness of the details. And so when we are, are doing those little things like I talked about in the clear or, or with our shooting, or our stick work, um, and we're, we're, doing, we're playing the game our way, then we have a great day and things go well and it really doesn't matter who we're playing on that day. Um, but when we forget to do those little things, then that's when we see that we're in a kind of a, a dogfight with the other team and, um, and things just aren't going our way. What's it, uh, what's it like being a captain for this team? It's it's humbling. I mean, there are so many other amazing, amazing people on this team that that, that they had voted me to be a captain is um, quite the honor and privilege, and um, it's a lot of service. I love serving the team, and I love um, I love every single one of the guys on the team, and and it's such a family and brotherhood. So it's it's such a blessing and privilege to be able to have that position amongst such a, a great group of men. I asked, uh, I asked Gus the same question, but have there been any experiences as a captain where you're like, wow, maybe that wouldn't have happened to me if I if I wasn't a captain? Or, you know, maybe someone looked up to me in a, in a way that maybe they hadn't if, if I wasn't a captain. And anything like that stand out to you or come to mind? Uh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> okay. Uh, look for one. <laughs> no, I, will, I will. Thanks. Okay. Um, what about uh, what about being with, with Gus and Seth as, as the other captains? You know, Coach Holman said that, you guys are all very different, and, and so he's you know super thrilled when you guys were picked captains. But what's it like working with them? I love working with them. They're two of my best friends, and I, um, yeah, like Coach Holman said, we we all bring something very different to the table. Seth has just this crazy personality and has a, a million things going through his mind in a minute, and uh, and he'll share it and he vocalizes it, and he's he's the one making animal noises during our passing drills. He's just crazy and. And Gus is um, firm and solid and kind of the rock to our team, I, I would say. Um, he's the, the voice and the emotional leader and the skill leader. He leads the team by example. And um, 
and I, I feel like I'm more of the quiet type, um, kind of in the in the back, sort of sense, and with my voice, but um, hopefully with hustle and intensity make up for that. So, yeah, we all kind of bring different things, but it, it's a lot of fun working with those three or with those two. I would uh, I would say that that you know your your analysis is spot on. Um, I would say you're you're kind of the lead by example kind of kind of guy, right? You're always uh, the last one off the field. You're always hauling goals around or or whatever needs to be done, and so that. That is what comes to mind when I when I you know see you out there and looking at what you're doing on the field. Um, talk talk to the talk to the fans out there listening. What what is it like um, playing for this coaching staff? It's such a dream come true. Uh, I I don't even know how to describe it, other than just playing with my childhood heroes, um, having them as coaches. Um, me or Jake Stout and I, we would watch college lacrosse games all the time together growing up. He's another player in the team, a midfielder. And we would watch games together all the time and we'd just get so fired up with a a coach by coach by a shot by Coach Holman going right to the top corner or a save by Coach Gittleman or, or a sweet dodge by Coach Manny. And then we start traveling with them and then we see their group of friends and so we see Kyle Hartzell, or we see uh, Thomas Wood, who we, who Jake and I love, um, or uh, Scott Ratliff, or Thomas Schreiber, and so it, we just get to be amongst um, these heroes in our eyes, and and they let us come into their world a little bit, and so it it's so cool, and it's such a blessing to be amongst them and and see their passion for the game and their love for the game, and try and grow in that sense a little bit. I don't think we'll ever be. I don't think there'll ever be anyone as passionate about the game as um, as the Holmans, but uh, you can certainly try and grow every single day in that that category. So it's it's a huge blessing. Was there a was there a turning point when when maybe uh, you became less starstruck, so to speak, and they they became more of just hey, these are my coaches rather than you know you know they'll always be MLL All Stars, but maybe their their influence on you was more of a from a coaching aspect than a than a playing or MLL aspect, you know. Yeah, I I definitely think just the day to day practice, um, I guess, would kind of diminish the starstruckness a little bit. But I hope I never lose the that gratitude aspect of realizing like what opportunities in front of me. But yeah, I guess when you get to text them every day and share clips back and forth, and they're yelling at you to get on the line. I guess that starstruck kind of <laughs> uh, mindset goes away a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, talk talk to the fans out there. What what is it like? Uh, what's a typical week like for uh, for Utah lacrosse player? It's busy, which is awesome. That's I wouldn't have it any other way. But we will have practice and lifts on the same night, or lifting and um, and film, and and so you can expect four to five hours a day dedicated to lacrosse just as the team. But um, but as as everyone knows, if you want to excel in your game, you, you have to do a little bit more than just what you do as a team. And so finding those 10, 15 minutes to do wall ball or to watch a little bit of extra film, um, it can add up to six or seven hours just for lacrosse every day. So. How do you balance that with with your classes and with your homework? And then for you, one of be, being one of the only married players on the team, how do you balance that with your family? Yeah, it's a it's a super tough balance, and uh, a lot of it is just open communication. So 
talking with our professors early on saying, okay, we're going to be gone for these days with lacrosse trips or, um, you know, can we rearrange your office hours so we can do homework together with the professors? And uh, yeah, it's a huge blessing to be married on the team, but it is a, a bit of a struggle to find family time. And so being open and honest and saying, can we do our Friday night date night at the library tonight? <laughs> and and so there's some sacrifices there, but um, but we're both on the same page and talk about those sort of things, which is a, a huge blessing in my life. So um, yeah, I'd, I'd say just with communication has been the the asset that's helped me the most. I like that. That's a good that's a good point, right? A, a life lesson for sure. Um, and anything else you want to hit on with the with the current team or? the current state of affairs with the team? Just that I love the team and that it's a great group of guys and very, very lucky to be a part of this team. Awesome. Yeah. And, and for those who are maybe just joining us or, or uh, listening late, what the first home game is this Saturday against Boise State, 1 p.m. Uh, start time at Judge Memorial High School. Uh, we There's two games next week, but uh, we'll talk about those next week. So yeah. <laughs> focus on uh, the Broncos for now. Uh, let's transition into the kind of the general lacrosse uh, section of the podcast. Um, tell us, tell us your origin story. When when did you start playing lacrosse? Uh, when did you fall in love with it? Were you playing other sports? All that good stuff. Yeah, so I I was playing soccer at the time, uh, but it was fifth grade. I had just finished fifth grade, and um, my older brother's spring league went past the that school semester, and it was like a sixth to seventh grade league or something. And La- lacrosse league. Yeah, lacrosse okay. league. Sorry, okay. yeah. So a sixth, seventh grade lacrosse league, and my dad wouldn't let me play until after I had finished the fifth grade because then I technically wasn't a fifth grader anymore. So sure. I, I played in the last, like, two games in his league. And um, and so, yeah, it was just my older brothers getting me involved with the game, which was um, – they, they don't play anymore, but one of them played at Utah State, which was really cool. That was uh, that was Eric. That right? was Eric. Yeah, good memory. And he married a BYU women's lacrosse player. Right? That is correct. Okay, so lacrosse is running in the family. Lacrosse runs through the family. <laughs> uh, did you? When did you fall in love with it? You know, because a lot of kids just kind of play it. But when did you actually like fall in love and like, man, this is it. This is what I want to do. This I want to play collegially. Um, it it probably wasn't until like eighth or ninth grade, um, being able to play Utah Stars with Jake Stout and with Luke Graney and Nick Grog and Matt Youngerman, some of those guys, um, that I, I really started to fall in love with the game and um, and just thought it was so much fun and everything was about lacrosse and watching all the YouTube videos and um, just playing wall ball until midnight or one in the morning until the neighbors are yelling at me. And um, I think it was a, around that middle school age that I just started to love everything about lacrosse. Sure. And at that point, were you playing other sports? Uh, you know, you probably always played them recreation, recreationally, but did you play other sports competitively? I didn't play any, any other sports uh, competitively, which I regret. I wish I would have been more involved in um, in football or soccer or basketball. Any, any other sport would have been awesome. But uh, no, I was just playing lacrosse at the time. And you grew up in uh, in Utah County, which is south south of the University of Utah. It's traditionally uh, a BYU territory, right? Uh, so you're playing lacrosse at, at Lone Peak High School, um, and then after you graduated, you you played a year for BYU. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then uh, you went on a, a Mormon and LDS mission. And where did you go again? I went to Toronto, Canada. Okay. Did you take your lacrosse stick with you? I didn't. I I didn't take my lacrosse stick with me. I think I. 
uh, surprisingly only saw one or two lacrosse sticks. So I didn't really pick it up, and that was an awesome time for me just to kind of get away from the game. So when I came back, I was eager and hungry to pick it back up. So you come back, you come back from your mission. At that point, uh, were you planning on going to BYU, or had you talked to the Stouts and, and kind of, <laughs> you know, uh, saw what was going on here? Uh, I I was planning on going to BYU, so I had, res- or I had done a summer semester at BYU, and during that semester, was talking with the Stouts and with Coach Holman about the potential to transfer, and um, everything worked out just very last minute and. Uh, we're all three of us were enrolled at the U for that fall semester. Cool, that's awesome, and and now you're here. Yeah, now we're here. <laughs> uh, did you ever think that you'd be playing? You know, you know, have the a lot can obviously happen between now and when the team officially goes Division One, but have that opportunity to potentially play Division One lacrosse in general, but then also dr- Division One lacrosse in Utah. Never in a million years would have even dreamed of it. Um, that's why this is also amazing. Is that it? It was beyond my wildest dreams to be able to play Division One lacrosse in Utah. And, and along those lines, uh, you uh, had an article over the winter break mm-hmm. in Inside Lacrosse talking about that exact thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how did that come to fruition, and, and how did you, um, you know, what was that like getting a, getting an article in Inside Lacrosse? Yeah, it, it was super cool. Uh, Terry Foy emailed me, and, uh, co- well, Coach, he had emailed Coach Holman and then Coach Holman forwarded the the article onto me, and I was very lucky and grateful to be able to sh- share my story and my thoughts about why I love the game and why it's such a miracle to be able to play division or to potentially have the opportunity to play Division One lacrosse in Utah. And so, um, yeah, that was really really cool. Just another another brick in the wall of just these miracles that keep on adding up. Um, that are just um, everything and more that a, a little seventh seventh grade eighth grade Aaron Felstead would have thought of. Sure, yeah. What uh, what ref- what feedback have you gotten from that article? Did, did anyone reach out to you or? Yeah, or yeah. There um, there are a lot of a lot of really nice feedback. A lot of guys on the team had a lot of nice things to say and were grateful for um, for my story and for me sharing the things I did. So. There's a lot of very positive, very kind feedback, which I really appreciate. Um, talking about, uh, you know, kind of your lacrosse story and, or your origin story, what would you consider your, your greatest lacrosse accomplishment so far? Greatest lacrosse accomplishment? Um, I, I th- honestly just think being on this team, um, I think it's, um, not that it's an accomplishment, but an, an honor and um, a blessing to be on this team and to be a captain um, this year and the previous is um, um, I'm very grateful for. And so not that that's – I wouldn't categorize that as an accomplishment, um, but it's something that I I treasure and I find um, – I'm very grateful for those experiences and the experiences that I'm having now. I, I love it, you know. Um Talking about, you know, you, you've mentioned you're grateful for this opportunity and stuff like that. And so in, in the in the lacrosse program, there's the pillars, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I told you I'd ask you this. Yeah. So what uh, what would you consider your, your favorite pillar and why? Uh, it's tough because I, I do love all five of the pillars, uh, but definitely gratitude. And it's for me, it's because um, 
I feel like because of the that LDS mission experience and other experiences I've had, I've been able to see a lot of other people's situations that, that aren't as fortunate um, as a University of Utah lacrosse player. And to be able to wake up every day and run sprints and to be able to um, associate with such kind uh, men and such a, a genuine coaching staff, um, it's just so rare in this world. And so I, I find so much gratitude in me just being in that this situation and um and I hope because of that gratitude I can work a little bit harder or, or do my best and um with the with the things I've been given and so um yeah being grateful is uh I try to make important in my life sure absolutely it's definitely important to to have that gratitude uh what what's one of your favorite parts about the campus you know not lacrosse wise but you know what what maybe surprised you when you came to campus you're like wow this you know there's this or, wow, this, this really looks nice. You know, what, what's something yeah. that kind of surprised you or stood out to you in your, in your favorite part? Right. I am lucky enough to uh, work a, a few hours a week at the engineering structural or the structural engineering lab. And there they have an earthquake testing uh, gizmo, a <laughs> very large gizmo. Um, and so they, put hundreds of, hundreds of thousands of pounds of force on different things and I'm in, in there helping operate it all and so that was a big surprise for me when not only I was able to see it but work the sure. work the things in there so that's pretty cool. You ever put a lacrosse ball in there? Uh, I've put a lacrosse shaft. Okay so, and what were the results? Um, it takes about 500 pounds of force to break a lacrosse shaft. All right. So. There you go. A little sports science for you. Yeah. Can't tell you the make of the shaft because <laughs> of legal issues. But. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That'll be uh, remain nameless, right? Yep. Um, t- talk to me about uh, your jersey number. And I, I think I know why you were in the number 40, mm-hmm. but tell us why you were the number 40. Yeah. So number 40 was worn by a good friend of mine, Matt Youngman. Uh, he played for Juan Diego High School. The... Uh, graduating class 2013, uh, so my senior class as well. And he passed away that, that senior year. And so me and a few other guys wear that number 40 in respect and honor of him. And um, um, he was such a, a kind and, and humorous and uplifting person to be around. And, and so I hope that um, by, wearing that, by wearing number 40, um, can respect and honor him. Yeah, uh, you know, kind of a sad story, but he was one of the probably the greatest lawn stick middies uh, to come out of Utah even at that time, probably probably ever, yeah. right? Yeah, um, just a great kid. Um, uh, in, anything else you want to talk about with your with your origin story or or anything we missed? No, you pretty well covered it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> got the whole family too. <laughs> yeah, got the whole family. That's what that's what happens. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Aaron's dad, Paul, and, and uh, his mom, Rose, mm-hmm. uh, are, are some of the biggest uh, traveling youths that we have. <laughs> uh, it's always interesting talking to Paul because he always knows someone wherever we go. He's always got a, a cousin or an uncle or a friend or something wherever we go. And um, the other tidbit about Paul is last year he tuned in to a couple games from Australia, New Zealand. New Zealand. When they were, uh, when they were in New Zealand. So. Never misses a great, uh, never missing a game. Uh, just a great guy, and uh, you know his wife Rose is a great woman as well. So, what advice would you give to? Uh, so I'm going to say two groups. What advice would you give to like a junior or senior 
uh, looking to play in college? And then what advice would you give to like a, you know, a sixth, seventh, eighth grader in terms of becoming a better lacrosse player? Um, I'd say that it's, it's about the same uh, stick work and the stick work that you need to play collegiate lacrosse, whether you're a goalie or an attackman, um, is at a very high level and, and you need to be fast and quick and it's almost like a third a third arm. You just it's a reflex knowing what to do with the ball and and um, the the strength and the conditioning will come as your body matures and as you meet with your strength coach and um, as you're running sprints and, and things like that. Um, but it's making sure your stick work is is up to par is um, very very important. So just a wall ball and watching videos of people throwing the right way and correcting your form in the mirror and just things like that will go a long way for any age group for myself included so what advice would you give to a to a kid out there who's maybe torn between two schools you know one that he really wants to play lacrosse at but maybe doesn't love the school and then maybe another school where he knows he'll fit in and he'll know he'll succeed there but maybe doesn't you know think that lacrosse is at a a high enough level or something like that yeah it's that's tricky um certainly the highest priorities should be academics that's why we're all here at school and um and so finding a place that has your degree or your major and should be first priority and um and then having the attitude that you'll make it the experience you want to make it will be super important as well um that you'll be diligent and work hard and um make the most out of bad situations is kind of the role you have to you have to take especially if um maybe you you take this the academic aspect over the lacrosse aspect which which i'd hope everyone does um and yeah i hope that kind of answers your question yeah Sam. no that's that's perfect um and we'll talk about lacrosse in the west in in your eyes a perfect world what what does lacrosse in the west look like a perfect world yeah oh I don't know. I there's a whole new array of things. I I hope one day there's a a Pac-12 conference and um and there's a NCAA tournament with maybe 32 teams and four or five of those are coming from the west of the Mississippi and um yeah we're we're in for a treat over the next five, ten years to see when it, what what happens. So sure. I don't know yet. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I do know uh, from from just the trips we've been on. So so we've played uh, at Cal Poly. We've played at UCLA. We've played at Texas and at SMU. Um, from what I've seen personally, those schools would make fantastic venues for lacrosse. You know, yeah. obviously there's a lot of strategic stuff that has to go behind it. Right. But, um, you know, I think of schools like UC Santa Barbara, uh, you know, even like San Diego State or University of San Diego would make just great lacrosse, yeah. you know, Division One lacrosse schools, obviously. Totally. So that's kind of my that's kind of my hope for the yeah. for the West is to see just a bunch of different Division One schools and then maybe a, a pro team in in Salt Lake. Oh, for sure, that might be fun. Salt Lake Summit, <laughs> there it's you coming. Go. Uh, let's transition into the, the rapid fire questions. Ready for those? Ready. Okay. What uh, What's your current stick of choice? I have an STX Surgeon Shaft. I think is what it is with an Under Armour command head. Okay. You like it? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> there it you works. Go. Um, what's your favorite uh, Utah uniform combo? 
Ooh. Uh, we haven't done it yet, but I'm waiting for the the black helmet, the white jersey, and the black shorts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We haven't. I know. It's going to be good. <laughs> okay. Any uh, any clues on when that might happen? Uh, no clues. I don't know <laughs> if I have a say. <laughs> okay. Uh, what has been your favorite field that you've played on, favorite lacrosse field? Ooh. Um, besides our home field, I love our home field. Uh, there at the women's soccer stadium when it's filled and packed with people. That is pretty cool. Um, Coach Gitz mentioned it in his podcast, and I'd, I'd agree. There's a field in Lake Tahoe that's just surrounded by just huge trees and um, just a single field, and it's isolated. That's that's a pretty cool place to play. What uh, what has been what who is your who is your lacrosse role model growing up? Like who did you watch? You know, you mentioned you watch a lot of college lacrosse. Who did you watch and say, "Man, I really wish I was this guy." Um, oh, it's probably one of the toughest questions, but I'm going to go with Brian Carroll. Okay, University of Virginia midfielder. You loved his game. Yeah, he was he was clutch. He had a sweet shot on the run, and he was good. That's my other question that I wanted to talk to you about. So we'll, we'll end the rapid fire. Okay. It <laughs> goes back into it because I forgot to ask this one. Uh, last year you played attack, mm-hmm. right? And then this year, uh, parts of last year you played midfield, but really this year it's been exclusively midfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about what kind of went into that transition and, uh, you know, how you fell, what, what challenges you've had maybe or, or none, <laughs> you know, just depending. <laughs> but talk about kind of that transition. It's been a great transition. It's been uh, very beneficial. I feel more free and relaxed. Um, I think at attack I was over-processing things and probably trying to take on too much at once. Um, but not, at the midfield, it, I feel very comfortable, and it, it's a little bit more natural. And the coaches saw that in me and in my game last year, and um, now we have the personnel and resources to, to put me in that, that situation and so I love it. I love playing defense and getting the transition opportunities. And um, and coaches have helped me a ton to um, clean up the, the kinks and the, the things that I'm still learning, which are a ton. There's I'm still I have a ways to go to be where I want to be. But it's been a lot of fun playing midfield. Um, before before we close, any, anything else you want to say? Any, any other uh, things that come to mind about the the current team or or just lacrosse in general it's a wonderful wonderful game and i'm very lucky to be playing it on with such a great team and um uh, yeah i think that's all for me okay well then that's going to do it on my end where uh, where can people find you on social media uh at dj felly fell uh, on instagram uh D-J-F-J-E-L-L-Y-F-J-E-L. You'll probably spell it out for him. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> yep, sure. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you'll find me on Instagram. Okay, so so that begs the question, where where does that handle, where does that username come from? Yeah, uh, it comes from the Stouts. Um, the Jake Stout and Josh Stout, their dad would call me DJ Felly Fell all the time. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a classic amongst amongst the stouts yeah maybe maybe a name to treasure since since uh randy's no longer with us right mm-hmm. for yep. sure um follow us uh, this weekend as we take on boise state we'll be on twitter that's uh, at utah lacrosse instagram is at utah lacrosse and then on facebook the university of utah men's lacrosse program on facebook and then we will be streaming the game if you go to utslacrosse.com slash game day you'll be able to find that live stream you'll find a map to judge memorial in case you've never been there like aaron said earlier it is one of the prettier uh, views of the city 
for sure. So yes, um, should be a should be a great game. We we implore you to come out and and spend time with us. We know that you probably have a lot going on on Saturday, but. We hope to see you there, and thanks for listening. Any feedback is welcome. Uh, feel free to give me an email, Tim at youthslacrosse.com, uh, with any questions, maybe even questions for our next guest that we could read on air. And thanks for tuning in. <laughs>